सो वी विल टेक अप श्रीमद भगवतम चैप्टर सेवन दिस इज कैंटो फोर द सैक्रिफाइस परफॉर्म बाय दक्ष द सेज मैत्रीय सेड ओ माइटी आम विदुरा लॉर्ड शिवा बींग दस पैसिफाइड बाय द वर्ड ऑफ लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा स्पोक एज फॉलोज इन आंसर टू लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा रिक्वेस्ट लॉर्ड शिवा सेड माई डियर फादर ब्रह्मा आई डू नॉट माइंड माई डियर फादर ब्रह्मा आई डू नॉट माइंड द ऑफेंस क्रिएटेड बाय द डेमी गॉड्स बिकॉज दिस डेमी गॉड्स आर चाइल्डिश एंड लेस इंटेलिजेंट आई डू नॉट टेक अ सीरियस व्यू ऑफ देयर ऑफेंसिस एंड आई हैव पनिश दैम ओनली इन ऑर्डर टू राइट दैम लॉर्ड शिवा कंटिन्यूड Since the head of Daksha has already been burned to ashes, he will have the head of a goat. The demigods, known as Bhaga, will be able to see his share of sacrifice through the eyes of Mitra. The demigod Pusha will be able to chew only through the teeth of his disciples, and if alone, he will have to satisfy himself by eating dough made from chickpea flour. But the demigods who have agreed to give my my share of the sacrifice will recover from all their injuries. Those who have had their arms cut off will have to work with the arms of Ashwini Kumars, and those whose hands were cut off will have to do their work with the hands of Pusa. The priest will also have to act in that manner. As for Brigo, he will have the beard from the goat's head. The great sage Maitreya said, "My dear Vidura, all the personalities present were very much satisfied in heart and soul upon hearing the words of Lord Shiva, who is the best among the benedictors. Thereafter, Brigo, the chief of the great sages, invited Lord Shiva to come to the sacrificial arena. Thus, the demigods, accompanied by the sage Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma, all went to the place where the great sacrifice was being performed." After everything was executed exactly as directed by Lord Shiva, Daksha's body was joined to the head of the animal meant to be killed in the sacrifice. <clears throat> When the animal's head was fixed on the body of King Daksha, Daksha was immediately brought to consciousness as he had awakened from sleep. The king saw Lord Shiva sitting before him. At that time, when Daksha saw Lord Shiva who rides upon a bull, his heart which was polluted by envy of Lord Shiva was immediately cleansed. just as the water in the lake is cleansed by autumn rains king daksha wanted to offer prayers to lord shiva but as he remembered the ill fate that of his daughter sati his eyes filled with tears and in bereavement his voice choked up and he could not say anything at this time king daksha afflicted by love and affection was very much awakened to the real senses with great endeavor he pacified his mind checked his feelings and with pure consciousness began to offer prayers to lord shiva King Daksha said, "My dear Lord Shiva, I committed a great offence against you, but you are so kind that instead of withdrawing your mercy, you have give, done me a favour by punishing me. You and Lord Vishnu never neglect even useless, unqualified brahmanas. Why then should you neglect me, who am engaged in performing sacrifices? My dear, great and powerful Lord Shiva, you have created first from the mouth of Lord Brahma in order to protect the brahmanas." in pursuing education austerities vow and self real vows and self realization as a protector of the brahmanas you always protect the regulative principle that follows just as the cowherd boys keep a stick on the hand in the hand to give protection to the cows i do not know your full glories for this reason i threw arrows of sharp words at you in the open assembly although you did not take them into account i was going down to hell because of the disobedience to you who are the most respectable personalities but you took compassion upon me and saved me by awarding punishment i re- i request that you be pleased with your own mercy since i cannot satisfy you with my words the great sage maitreya said thus being pardoned by lord shiva king daksha with the permission of lord brahma again began his perf- performance of the yagya along with the great learned sages the priests and others Thereafter in order to resume the activities of sacrifice the brahmanas first arranged to purify the sacrificial altar of the contamination caused by the touch of virbhadra and the other ghostly followers of lord shiva then they arranged to offer into the fire the oblations known as purodasha 
The great sage Maitreya said to Vidura, My dear Vidura, as soon as King Daksha offered the clarified butter with your Yajurveda mantra in sanctified meditation, Lord Vishnu appeared there in his original form as Narayana. Lord Narayana was seated in the shoulders of Stotra or Garuda, who had big wings. As soon as the Lord appeared, all the directions were illumined, diminishing the luster of Brahma and the others present. His complexion was blackish, his garment yellow like gold, and his helmet as dazzling as the sun. His hair was bluish, the color of black bees, and his face was decorated with earrings. His eight eight hands held a conch shell, wheel, club, lotus flowers, arrows, bows, shields and swords, and they were decorated with golden ornaments such as bangles and bracelets. His whole body resembled a blossoming tree, beautifully decorated with various kinds of flowers. Lord Vishnu looked extraordinarily beautiful because the goddess of fortune and a garland was situated on his chest. His face was beautifully decorated with smiling attitude which can captivate the entire world, especially the devotees. Fans of white hair appeared on both sides of the lords like white swans and the white canopy overhead looked like the moon. As soon as Lord Vishnu was visible, all the demigods, Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, the Gandharvas and all present there immediately offered their respectful obeisance by falling down straight before him. In the presence of the glaring effulgence of the bodily luster of Narayana, everyone else's luster faded away and everyone stopped speaking. Fearful with awe and veneration, all present touched their hands to their heads and prepared to offer their prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Adoksha. Although the mental scope of even demigods like Brahma was unable to comprehend the unlimited glories of the Supreme Lord, they were all able to perceive the transcendental form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead by His grace. Only such grace could they offer their respectful prayers according to their different capacities. Now the reason why this is being said over here is because the form of Narayana in this particular form is called the first, the Purusha. Okay, Purusha is not visible to anybody, is not at all visible to anybody. But Purusha along with the Prakriti, if Prakriti is there with her, which is what we say as Lakshmi, Mahalakshmi, <coughs> then only she, he is visible. So it is only his grace that he can make himself visible. Uh, the creation is like this. Sri Krishna in the initial stages, okay, now we are talking about the second divine unmanifest. In the, sec- in the early stages of second divine unmanifest, from the left side of his body, okay, he creates another being, which is one is two-armed one and one is four-armed one, okay, and again he creates two entities from him, his own body, one is called Radha and the other one is called Mahalakshmi or Lakshmi, alright. These two are created. Now, what he does is, the two-armed one, two-armed one is taken by Radha and their dwelling place is Goloka Vrindavana. The second one, which is Sri, you know, Lakshmi, she goes with the four-armed one, which is called Narayana. So, we say Lakshmi Narayan and Radhe Krishna, okay? So, it is Krishna only splitting up into these three separate entities. One two-armed, one four-armed, one Radha and one Lakshmi. So, everything is one. Now, the job of Narayan is to become the first Purusha. Because this is where the unmanifest domain starts. Remember the first breakup? The first breakup was into four and two arm one, correct? So when the first breakup happens, the two arm one remains in the second, that is second divine unmanifest. The four arm one is now called what is called as Brahma, the unmanifest. So it becomes the first unmanifest. The moment Radha is created and the moment Lakshmi is created, Radha goes with Krishna in the Goloka Vrindavana, that is the second divine unmanifest. 
this lakshmi goes and sits near the side of narayan and that is when the combination of two prakriti has appeared the mother goddess as we call it she has appeared now she is called by the name of lakshmi because when narayan is there lakshmi is there so like that and now narayan though he is not visible physically but because of lakshmi he starts becoming visible so the first manifest entity has come into the picture got it and there is nothing like narayan is incomplete or radha is incomplete or lakshmi is incomplete or krishna is incomplete nobody is like that everybody is purna that is what purna avatar everybody is purna everybody carries the essence of the purna avatar though shri krishna in the second divine unmanifest is actually the complete entity remember he is the one who split himself up into so many correct it is like this now i can make a clone of myself i am not going to lose any pro- properties in the clone and neither in myself so as many clones as that are created whether it is a male or a female now male or a female is again a quality which i told you how it comes into existence male or a female quality comes into existence by the process called thought the thought creates a divisions the divisions in turn creates entities so now if i if i say this it may sound slightly uh, weird but let us put it this way that narayan is sleeping on the ocean of milk okay and he is dreaming those are called thoughts isn't it he is dreaming up something these thoughts are creating entities did you understand they create divinities deities entities so on and so forth now so that means what whether i take a small gene of mine i can create an entity from that gene if i want i can create a ear out of it if i want i can create a heart vessel out of it if i want i can create a finger out of it can i not create anything so now if you see science matches it also very beautifully exactly like the stem cells the stem cells can get converted into whatever that i want it to be suppose there is a kidney and the kidney has failed now i can put this particular stem cell in the kidney and the kidney will start growing into a kidney cells you know that cell will become a kidney cell how does this happen this happens by the process of thought remember somebody has already thought this out so it can take a shape of whatever that it wants to be so that is the reason why we say that a person in the childhood starts believing a boy starts believing that he is a girl you will find that his body starts producing those kind of hormones and those kinds of liquids and those kind of you know appendages which a woman has so he transforms himself into that this may sound very weird because how can somebody who is like that you know no 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 there psychologically this and there and that physiologically it's not sorry sir everything is possible so suppose if a man he started taking estrogen pills you know very shortly he is going to all his daddy and all will disappear okay he will start developing breasts and all that so he converts himself into a woman you have seen this a body when dosed with a certain type of things can convert itself so that is the reason why it is mentioned that satyanarayana narayana sleeping on the ocean of milk is able to produce the entire universe only by the process of his thoughts all right so this is how the narayana has come into the picture lakshmi is the one who is the presiding deity whereas what she goes in the name over there as durga also remember if you say what do you mean to say durga durga is shivji's wife okay okay too much complications all right i can give you one small explanation uh can you get me my red book please okay it does not matter 
there is something which which gets converted from one to another to another to another so maybe what i can do is i can just mark those pages i i have not marked the pages but i'll mark those pages and i'll talk to you tomorrow when i begin the satsang so you will get an idea of how this process is actually happening you know the splitting up what happens so in the end of time how the whole thing is coming together so the process is is a very beautiful process which you will come to know all right so we will proceed further <coughs> hmm. when lord vishnu accepted the oblations offered in the sacrifice daksha prajapati began with great pleasure to offer respectful prayers unto him the supreme personality of godhead is actually the master of all sacrifices and the preceptor of all the prajapatis and he is served even by such personalities as nanda and sunanda daksha addressed the supreme personality of godhead my dear lord you are transcendental in all the speculative positions you are completely spiritual devoid of all fear and you have always in the control of the material energy even though you appear in the material energy you are situated transcendentally you are always free from material contamination because you are completely self sufficient the priest addressed the lord saying o lord transcendental to material contamination by the curse offered by lord shiva men we have become attached to fruitive activities and thus we are now fallen and therefore do not know anything about you on the contrary we are now involved in the injunctions of the three departments of the vedic knowledge under the plea of executing rituals in the name of yagya we know that you have made arrangements for distributing the respective shares to the demigods the members of the assembled address the lord o exclusive shelter for all those who are situated in the troubled life in this formidable fort of conditional existence the time element like a snake is always look for an opportunity to strike this world is full of ditches of so called distresses and happiness and there are so many ferocious animals already ready to attack the fire of lamentation is always blazing and in the mirage of false happiness is always alluring but one has no shelter from them thus foolish people like the cycle live in this cycle of birth and death always overburdened in discharging the so called duties and we do not know when they will accept the shelter of your lotus feet and uh, this is a very beautiful uh, rendition by daksha when he is telling that this is what has happened during the sacrifice remember he has already insulted shiva not given him his share right that is the first thing that he has done second he has insulted him so much and when his daughter has come over there which is sati he insults her as well when he insults her she has already burnt herself up this when it is heard by shiv ji he sends one of his very ferocious forms okay and this form then comes and slaughters everybody up including cuts off the head of daksha now this particular form the job is over the form has dissolved now coming back to all the people who are lying over there shiv ji is again propitiated by brahma ji and others saying that we are very sorry for what has happened kindly go and pardon all these people so shiv ji has gone to pardon everybody likewise he has offered everybody whatever their share was only those who have offered him their share share in the sense that which is due to the lord first that needs to be offered to him so anybody who has offered it first he gets his life in full but those who have made all those natak baji during this time they are getting different different punishments the punishments are varied kind that is you will find that daksha has been you know put the head of a goat and then he has been made what does putting the head of a goat mean that means he is made into a normal human being sort of a person like he is now supposed to work in the human domain all right because he is supposed to work in the human domain so the jobs which are there which are supposed to be yes the jobs which are there which are supposed to be meant for these lower creatures has now come to him similarly those who have disobeyed 
those who have been party to this have also got themselves transferred back to the domain of the earth for them what has happened now this is actually a punishment if you go to see so that is the reason why he says the members of the assembly address the lord o exclusive shelter for all those who are situated in the trouble of life in this formidable fort of conditional existence the time element is like a snake conditional existence now his conditional existence appearing uh, on the earth or appearing as a human or any other kind of creature he is always controlled by time remember as a daksha there was no time but now he is under the control of time which is called a snake then the world is full of ditches of the so called distresses and happinesses so he is now supposed to be swaying from the right to the left sometimes there are happinesses sometimes there are sads sometimes there is good sometimes there is bad sometimes there is problems sometimes there are no problems so this kind of yo yo you know the swinging is going to go on so and there are many ferocious animals already ready to attack ferocious animals means basically there are many kinds of afflictions many kinds of problems in our world which are ready to attack us the moment we are born we start getting attacked by them if you remember even as a child even as a child do you know once we are a small kid how many things are given to us also first is the polio drops okay so that polio doesn't strike then it is smallpox then it is measles diphtheria these how many drops are given so that you know these kind of creatures do not come and attack us yes they are preventive measures but what are they those are creatures which have been now injected in our body so that we our body immune system fights them you see the whole process is like that so the immune system has to be triggered off it is triggering off by indu- inducing it to react against these dead creatures okay so this is what is done so you will find that our problem starts right at the beginning of life only it is not that we are we are not free you know teeth doesn't come out you know how difficult it is i mean those who have babies will understand that for the teeth to come out the child keeps on crying and crying and crying and irritating you all no end <laughs> and it is hell not only for you but for the child also i mean you have also gone through the same thing so these are the problem the fire of lamentation is always blazing and the mirage of false happiness is always alluring lamentations always lamenting about something or other and this and uh, no one has shelter from them nobody has shelter from them either you are swinging on this side or that side this foolish persons lives in the cycle of birth and death always overburdened in discharging the so called duties why are they called the so called duties these are actually not a duties your duty is to reach god <laughs> but we believe i am the son of so and so i am the daughter of so and so i have got a wife i have got a son i have got this i have got that i have to do my duties so that is why it is called so called duty they are actually not there but we believe that these are the duties we are born with so you know the funny part is we cannot leave and go away the people those who become ascetics those who take sanyasa they one final stroke they will give and they'll walk away from there they have the guts to do it and everybody wonders how can person do like this so you know you turn around and say only buddha could do it <laughs> only buddha could do it only jesus could do it i'm sorry you we don't have the guts to do it this is this what used to happen in olden times even today it happens no doubt about it shankaracharya also walked away chaitanya mahaprabhu also walked away everybody did that but the thing which we need to understand is today's day and age the prescription is not that today suppose your hand is having gangrene doesn't mean chop it off and no sir you can't <laughs> the, the doctor will come up with some sort of a some nuska for that he will say you retain your hand maybe tomorrow he will say you know use prosthetics or something like that i don't know or maybe day after tomorrow he will stick a new hand and it will grow on you who knows it can happen so today's day and age the nuska the answer is not that 
like you just cut it off and go away to the himalayas it's not going to be like that so you better use your hand you stay in this material and do what is necessary the path open to us is called devotional path and that is what we have to look into so they are always overburdened in discharging the so called duties and we do not know when they will accept the shelter of your lotus feet who is addressing daksha is addressing to narayana okay now he is also called vishnu if you remember seeing the word the reason why he is called the vishnu is because when narayana the unmanifest takes a form he is known as mahavishnu okay so mahavishnu and lakshmi mahalakshmi and mahavishnu so it's when you take another form okay is suddenly you become master to mister isn't it as a child you are called master so and so and tomorrow you become mister so and so <laughs> so it is like that you know so suddenly the name change happens so he becomes mahavishnu she becomes mahalakshmi and then when they take the actual form in the sense they are supposed to be operating in these multiple worlds then he is called vishnu and lakshmi again another form shift form so like that they are going going by different different same person but taking different different forms lord shiva said my dear lord my mind and consciousness are always fixed at your lotus feet which are the source of the benediction and the fulfillment of all desires are worshiped by all liberated great sages because of your lotus feet are worthy of worship with my mind fixed at your lotus feet i am no longer disturbed by persons who blaspheme me claiming that my activities are not purified i do not mind their accusations and i excuse them out of compassion just as you exhibit compassion towards all living entities so lord shiva remember he is the one who has pardoned daksha so he is telling narayana and everybody around this basically even if there is a worst kind of an enemy in front of us we have to have a heart of gold we have to forgive we have to forget about it and we have to see understand that they are going to receive their punishment why are we going to be bothered about it we are not here going to do somebody else's job okay suppose now think about it like this if somebody has done something wrong to you you are not supposed to go and chop off that person's head the government is there they are going to take charge of it they will you will get the person get sued and so on and so forth something is going to happen so we are not supposed to take things in our hands whatever punishment that is due to that person he will get it in any which way so that is the reason why he says compassion is a must shri bhugu said my dear lord all living entities beginning from the highest namely lord brahma down to the ordinary ant are under the influence of the insurmountable spell of illusory energy and thus they are ignorant of the constitutional problem position everyone believes in the concept of the body and all are thus submerged in the darkness of illusion they are actually unable to understand how you live in every living entity as a super soul nor can they understand your absolute position but you are the eternal friend and protector of all surrendered souls therefore please be kind towards us and forgive all our offenses see here he is being told very clearly the super soul the one which is there param atma is him alone he lives inside of us as atma which we call as a soul now people understand that they have a soul in them but they do not understand the connection or the significance of these things we always treat it like you know oh he is somebody else i am somebody else no both are same actually but unfortunately being trapped in this body we are not able to understand this whole significance lord brahma said my dear lord your personality and extreme form cannot be understood by any person who is trying to know you through the different process of acquiring knowledge your position is always transcendental to the material creation whereas the empirical attempt to understand you is material <clears throat> as are its objectives and instruments it's impossible to understand the form of that divine we can keep on calling him narayana satyanarayana vishnu mahavishnu krishna god knows so many names we can take do you understand him no oh he's got a dark form what dark form are you talking about we still don't know what the dark form is we still don't know what is a yellow garment we have absolutely no clue we can just keep a uh, we can just make a fig figure out of him and say okay okay in the next play you are going to act like this you are going to wear yellow garment and you are going to be painted black okay 
okay anyway you are only black so no problem you don't need paint but you see the whole point of it is <coughs> this is this is how we believe he is this is how we believe the form exists so that is the reason why we always said that we do not know you king indra said my dear lord your transcendental form with eight hands and weapons in each of them appear to the welfare of the entire universe and it is very pleasing to the mind and eye in such a form your lordship is always prepared to punish the demons who are envious of the, your devotees the wives of the performers of the sacrifice said my dear lord this sacrifice was arranged under the instructions of brahma but unfortunately lord shiva being angry at daksha devastated the entire scene and because of his anger the animals meant for the sacrifice are lying dead therefore the preparation of the yagya have now been lost now by the glance of your lotus eyes the sanctity of the spiritual sacrificial arena may be again invoked the sage is prayed dear lord your activities are most wonderful and although you do everything by your different potencies you are not at all attached to such activities you are not even attached to the goddess of fortune who is worshiped by the great demigods like brahma who pray to achieve her mercy her mercy so again krishna in every form is the most detached person even though there are actions happening through him in this entire world yet he is not attached to the action the action just keeps on happening continuously and that is the reason why what he does he does it with different potencies that means the potencies powers are different from each other the siddha spread like an elephant that has suffered in the forest fire but he cannot can forget all his trouble by entering a river our mind o lord always merge in the nectarian river of your transcendental pastimes and they desire never to leave such transcendental bliss which is as good as the pleasure of merging in the absolute the wife of daksha prayed as follows my dear lord it is very fortunate that you have appeared in the arena of sacrifice i offer my respectful obeisance unto you and i request that you be pleased on this occasion The sacrificial arena is not beautiful without you just as the body is not beautiful without the head. The governor of various planets spoke as follows Dear lord we believe only in your direct perception but under the circumstances we do not know whether we have actually seen you with our material senses but by our material senses we can simply perceive the cosmic manifestation perceive the cosmic manifestation that means please understand this this is very very important it is not possible to see the lord narayana can never be seen understand this very carefully he wants to show you some form of his he will show but normally you don't know what form he is taking so that is the reason why even the governors of the various planets what do they say we don't know what your form is we can only try to perceive some form of yours by our material senses we can simply perceive the cosmic manifestation but you who is beyond the five elements you are the sixth we see you therefore as a creation of the material world the great mystic said dear lord persons who can who see you as non different from themselves knowing that you are the super soul of all living entities are certainly very very dear to you you are very favorable towards those who engage in devotional service accepting you as a lord and themselves as the servant by your mercy you are always inclined in their favor it's the same thing which says no sayujya uh, salokya all those kinds of different different uh, devotional aspects are there you know i like that so you can go near him okay it is called samipya samipya means closeness samip aap hamare samip hai samipya okay salokya sayujya so like that so depending on what kind of so everybody can take up a position i want to be at his feet i want to be here i want to be standing over there looking at him so you can take up whichever form or whichever kind of devotion that you wish to have whichever devotion still even if you get merged in him okay sayujya if you get merged in him still you won't know him how can you understand that it is impossible to know him so that is the reason why we just have to let it be you want to do it whichever now i have given you sugar you want to eat it as sugar you can eat it you want to make a candy out of it eat it as a candy it's at the end of the day it's going to be sweet only you understand 
you want to make some uh, sheera out of it so your choice who says you can't do it you can do it chalo so that is what it is we offer our respectful obeisance unto the supreme who has created varieties of manifestations and put them under the spell of the three qualities of the material nature in in order to create maintain and annihilate them he himself is not under the control of the external energy in his personal feature he is completely devoid of the variegated manifestation of material qualities and he is under no illusion or false identification he is under no illusion or false identification so you can if you think that you have seen god there is something wrong because the god cannot be visible the, through the our eyes remember even the demigods and all these people are what are they saying we can actually mehsoos kar sakte we can actually understand we can feel we can express you know but I, this is real we don't know we cannot even understand that the only person the only person to whom he grants he grants that power to understand a little bit of him is called a devotee the devotee is given that little bit of a grant so even lakshmi doesn't have that grant if lakshmi becomes his devotee then she is granted that little position of understanding him very very tiny position of hips same way with radha radha has this arrogance every now and then i know you because i came from you no you can't understand him <laughs> you can only try to understand him but not really understand him so it is impossible so that is the reason why he says under illusion or false identification the personified veda said we offer our respectful obeisance unto you the lord the shelter of the qualities of goodness and therefore the source of all religion austerity and penance and for you all transcendental to all material qualities and no one knows you or your actual situation no not even the vedas can talk about it no book can even describe his how he is what he is and all that. you can try to put some you know yellow garment this and that and 12 hands and six hands and god knows eight hands and you can put as many hands as you want does it matter krishna himself says i don't even know my own forms i've never tried to count them by the way so do, who are you to tell me how many forms are there mai khud bolta hu aapko malum nahi hai to tum kaun hote ho bolne wale ki i know you so don't you try to find out about me the fire god said my dear lord i offer my respectful obeisance unto you because of your favors i am as luminous as blazing fire and i accept the offerings mixed with butter and offered in the sacrifice the five kinds of offering according to the yajur veda are all your different energies and you are worshiped by the five kinds of vedic hymns sacrifice means your supreme personality of godhead sacrifice also means him so whether you are offering some oblation in the fire that means whatever you are eating also whatever you are seeing also whatever you are hearing is nothing but a sacrifice which is him alone there is nothing separate from him the demigod said my dear lord formerly when there was a devastation you conserved all the different energies of material manifestation at that time all the inhabitants of the higher planets represented by such liberated souls as sanaka were meditating on you by philosophical speculation you can only meditate on philosophical speculation nobody knows him really even sanaka sanatana and all those in the four kumaras they also don't know remember these are the divine pure pure beings they also have absolutely no clue and that is the reason why it is said you you can only be understood by philosophical speculations philosophical is oh he is like this oh he is like this something like that you can keep on just dreaming about it still not understood you are therefore the original person and you rest in the water of devastation on the bed of the sesa snake correct that is how i said na he is resting on the ocean of milk and hooded snake adishesh now today you are visible to us who are all your servants please give us our protection the gandharva said dear god all the demigods including lord shiva lord brahma indra and marichi and the great sages are only differentiated parts and parcel of your body they are all a part and parcel of your body you are the supreme almighty the great the whole creation is just like a plaything to you we always accept you as supreme personality of godhead and we offer our respectful obeisance unto you the vidyadara said dear lord this human form of body is meant for attaining the highest perfection objective but in impelled by your external energy the living entity misidentifies himself with the body 
and with the material energy and therefore influenced by Maya, he wants to become happy by material enjoyment. The Vidyadharas, the knowledge carriers basically. What do these people say? They are looking at the Lord and saying, you see because of your material energy what has happened? The person feels that he is now a body and then everything that he does is he is doing it and so on and so forth. It is always under the influence of your Maya. Okay? He wants to become happy by material enjoyment. He is misled and always attracted by temporary illusory happiness. And, but your transcendental activities are so powerful that if one engages in the hearing and the chanting of such topics, he can be delivered from these illusions. By hearing, chanting, thinking about the Lord, you can get away from all these things. The Brahmana said, Dear Lord, you are sacrifice personified. You are the offering of clarified butter. You are the fire. You are the chanting of the Vedic hymns by which the sacrifice is conducted. You are the fuel. You are the flame. You are the kusa grass. You are the sacrificial pot. You are the priest who perform the yagya. You are the demigods headed by Indra. And you are the sacrificial animal. Everything that is sacrificed is you and your energy. Dear Lord, O personified Vedic knowledge, in the past millennium, long long ago, when you appeared as a great boar incarnation, you picked up the world from the water and as an elephant picks up a lotus flower from a lake, when you vibrated transcendental sound in that gigantic form of a boar, the sound was accepted as a sacrificial hymn. And the great sages like Sanaka meditated upon it and offered prayers to your glorification. Dear Lord, we are awaiting your audience because we have been unable to perform the yagyas according to the Vedic rituals. We pray unto you, therefore, to be pleased with us. Simply by chanting your holy name, one can surpass all obstacles. We offer our respectful obeisance unto you in your presence. Sri Maitreya said, After Lord Vishnu was glorified by all the present, Daksha, his consciousness purified, arranged to begin with the yagya which had been devastated by the followers of Lord Shiva. Maitreya continued, My dear sinless Vidura, Lord Vishnu is actually the enjoyer of the results of all the sacrifices. Yet because of his being the super soul in all living entities, he has satisfied simply with his share of the sacrificial offerings. He therefore addresses Daksha in a pleasing attitude. Lord Vishnu replied, Brahma, Lord Shiva and I are the supreme cause of the material manifestation. I am the super soul, the self-sufficient witness, but impersonally there is no difference between Brahma, Shiva or me. The Lord continued, My dear Dakshadvija, I am the original personality of Godhead. But in order to create, maintain and annihilate this mass cosmic manifestation, I act through my material energy and according to the different grades of activity, my representations are differently named. So Krishna himself is now as a manifested form of Vishnu telling the whole world that see there are various activities that I need to do in this world for which I have manifested myself into different different forms for this purpose. So somewhere where I have to create I have become Brahma himself. Somewhere where I have to annihilate I have become Shiva himself. So depending on the kind of job that is there see it is a different grades of activity. Alright, so that is why I am named differently, but though I am one and the same. The Lord continued, one who is not in proper knowledge thinks that demigods like Brahma and Shiva are independent or even think that the living entities are independent. Everybody thinks, you know, we think I am independent of you, you are independent of somebody else. No, nothing like that. The super soul is one and the same. What is in you is in me, is in every other person. So every person over here has the same entity. Whereas we do not understand. So if you look at Brahmaji and say, Oh, you are separate. You are just the creator. You are nobody. No. It's the same thing. Except different body. Alright. A person with average intelligence does not think the head and other parts of the body to be separate. Similarly, my devotee does not differentiate Vishnu, the all-pervading personality of Godhead, from anything or any living entity. So he sees Vishnu in everybody. He sees Krishna in everything. That is the highest devotee always looks at the Krishna in every individual. The Lord continued, One who does not consider Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva or the other living entities in general to be separate from the Supreme and know Brahma, Brahma actually realize peace, others do not. The sage Maitreya said, 
Thus, Daksha, the head of all Prajapatis, having been nicely instructed by Supreme Personality of Godhead, worshipped Lord Vishnu. After worshipping him by performing the prescribed sacrificial ceremonies, Daksha separately worshipped Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. With all respect, Daksha worshipped Lord Shiva with the share of the remnants of the Yajna. All this has happened because he had uh, acted little funny with Shiva, isn't it? So now, now after Vishnu has told him, all of us are one and the same, you don't have to insult him. Correct? So he has come back to his senses. So he is worshipping Shiva also. So with all respect, Daksha worshipped Lord Shiva with the share of the remnants of the Yajna. After finishing the ritual sacrifices and uh, sacrificial activities, he satisfied all the other demigods and the other people assembled there. Therefore, after finishing all the duties with the priest, he took a bath and was fully sat- satisfied. Thus worshipping Supreme Lord Vishnu by the ritualistic performance of sacrifice, Daksha was completely situated on the religious path. Moreover, all the demigods who had assembled in the sacrifice blessed him that he might increase his piety and then they left. Maitreya said, I have heard that after giving up the body, she had received from Daksha. Dakshayani, his daughter, took the birth in the kingdom of the Himalayas. She was born as the daughter of Mena. I heard this from the authoritative sources. Now, second part of the story, which is Sati is gone and now part 2 of hers is come which is she is born as the daughter of the mountains Ambika goddess Durga who is known as Dakshani Sati so many names see Ambika is her name her name is Durga also she is called as Dakshani also she is called Sati also again accepted Lord Shiva as her husband just as different energies of the same Supreme Personality of Godhead act during the course of the new creation. So, now she has taken up this other form. Maitreya said, My dear Vidura, I heard the story of the Dakshayagya, which was devastated by Lord Shiva from Uddhava, a great devotee and a disciple of Brihaspati. The great sage Maitreya concluded, If one hears and again narrates with faith and devotion, the story of the Daksha's Yajna, as was conducted by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu, then certainly one is cleaned, cleared of all the contaminations of the material existence, O son of Kuru. This ends the chapter, the sacrifice performed by Daksha. So we have come to the end of this chapter. So if you have any questions, you can ask me. Meanwhile, I will see this question over here and I will try to answer it. Any kind of material worldly work seems like a distraction from the spiritual as it eats into your precious spiritual time. So is it prudent to give up worldly job as much as possible? No, the worldly job which is coming to you by a very natural source, it's coming naturally. If it is coming to you naturally, then it is a part and parcel of your spiritual duty also. Spiritual duty, what we think is Praying to God or just looking at Him or just singing songs to Him is our spiritual duty. This is what our conception of spiritual duty is. No. The conception of spiritual duty is whatever that comes to us very naturally. At this point in time, suppose you feel that you want to sing a song to the Lord. Please go ahead and do it. If you feel that, you know, the job has come where somebody has come to you and is consulting you for a particular thing. It has come on its own. So we need to address it. It's only if you take up sannyasa that you are being completely cut off from this. So there the spiritual duty completely becomes that which a sannyasi is supposed to do. Not stay in the material world, not look at any material worldly things. Just walk away with the simple clothes that you are having and you know, live in that kind of an atmosphere which is completely ascetic in nature, completely devoid of all uh, the beauty around us. We just have to go there. But when you are in the material world, most of the jobs that come to us that which comes very naturally that you got to do that is also a part of your spiritual duty it's a part of sadhana so we cannot separate it out saying that this is not my job no if you have to work you have to work if you have to do a certain duty you have to do a certain duty the difference lies here let me give you the small difference that comes about when you have reached the state which is the final state of enlightenment, no jobs remain with you. Nothing in this world is there with you after that. Then you are devoid of it. You can either go and take complete mukti. You can crack your skull and you can just walk away from there. Or 
you can go to the himalayas you can go do whatever you want to there is nothing in this world that you need to do at that point in time it so happens that if there is an instruction offered by your guru then that instruction needs to be followed that means he has designed why you are there in this world is the same thing when jesus told his disciple he says to him come with me let us go and fish in this world for the souls so that is a duty given to him by his guru peter was already a realized being he had come over there for a particular purpose the master was taking him to the purpose he is pulling him out of that place and telling him this is the purpose in your life so now peter you go from this place to this place to this place once when jesus goes away jesus has already left him instructions what he is supposed to do finally he is supposed to land up in rome so peter has been given his set of instructions like saint thomas was given his set of instructions go towards the east so he landed up in chennai i think he chennai or maybe kerala or some such place and from there he stayed in that mountain top over there and in chennai there is a place which is uh, you know the on the mountain top there is a place st thomas's church and then finally when these people found him and killed him they buried him in the church below which is called st tom st tom or something like that is down there that church is on top and this one is down below then the britishers came and the italians and the other people came they dug up the body they left a very tiny piece of bone over there and they took the body to italy and they buried him over there and that's a different story altogether so whatever the instructions that are there it is only after you have reached the state of mukti completely gone off then the instructions are different then your body is only sub- supposed to serve a purpose that a purpose is all that you have nothing beyond that you don't have any other purpose in this world so whatever the lord has destined for you that is all that so in the material world those those who are moving towards this spiritual the things which comes to us naturally we have to be doing that as well as this so singing the songs of the lord we can keep on doing our work as well you understand you can be here and there here and there does not matter so always keeping the lord in your mind you can keep on performing your material worldly duties okay so that is the answer